0: Hi everybody, welcome to Busy Living Sober, Busy Living Sober, Busy Living Sober, it's episode 267, 267 episodes, and today's episode, it's going to be called The Confidant, Finding a Confidant, Um, it's so hard, the other word, um, I'm going to tell you the definition of a confidant, um, I have Webster's dictionary, and it says the definition of a confidant is a close friend or associate to whom secrets are confided or with whom private matters and problems are discussed. And then what is the definition of a friend? The definition of a, the definition of a friend. as a person attached to another by feelings of affection or personal regard. Number two, this is a noun. Um, a person who gives assistance, a person who is on good terms with another, a person who is not hostile, a member of the same nation of party, a friend, a member of the Society of Friends of Quakers, a person associated with another as a contact or on social media website, verb, rare. (laughs) A friend is rare (laughs) to be friend to add to one's list of contacts on social media website. I just friended a couple of guys in my class. Idioms make a friend with to enter into friendly relations with become a friend to. And it was first the word, the origin of the word of, of friend first recorded before 900. That's a long time. And the reason I'm talking about a friend and a confidant is because It is so hard to have a friend. It's so hard to make real friends. It is so hard to keep friends. It is so hard to have that real confidant, to have a real friend that you have, like a real friend that you can tell everything to and know no matter what you say, they're going to still be your friend. Like it doesn't matter. Um, I was watching the show and this person was describing what a friend was and a friend is someone that's still there. Even if you don't, if you disagree, like I've had friends that I, I voiced my opinion about something I feel is important to me and they didn't agree with my point of view. So now we're, we aren't talking. So are we no longer friends? Well, if it's friends, Um, if making a friend on Facebook, if you accept someone's friend request makes a person a friend, I have lots of friends there, but the real confidant, the real person that you have in your life that you can tell things to, and they're going to still be your friend. Even if you disagree, it's very hard, especially today, like keeping a friend. If you have a friend that believes in different political views than you, then are you really still friends? to really tell them what you're thinking? Probably not. If you know that one person votes this way and you vote the other way, you don't talk to that person about those things, right? You're still friendly with that person, but are they a confidant? So I guess there's a difference between having a confidant and having a friend. And I really believe that until I got sober. I didn't really get what the real meaning was up front. I was also 37 years old, which I think in a lot of ways is young. But some of my friends, I think, were smarter than me when it came to find, finding other friends. Having a confidant is so important. And it's interesting because I'm doing a Bible study. And one of the uh, homework assignments was finding someone that you could confide in. And tell them your secrets and trust them. I thought it was really an interesting thing because, you know, I work this 12 step program and I have for so long, but you know, I don't do any of it perfectly. Let's just be honest. But I have people that I've had in my life previously as sponsors. And then people that I have now in my life that are my, I have a sponsor now and I truly treat them as a confidant and I tell them everything. And even if we don't agree, she still loves me. It's kind of crazy. It's like this un we have this trust between each other. And I have that with my sponsees too, especially some of them more than others. But I have this comp they we have a confidant confidential relationship where we tell each other everything. And we know that we can feel safe in it and we share things and you share things at a level that is like, I trust this person impeccably and I want this person to understand where I'm coming from so that I can feel, if we have a confidant, we can move forward in our life, you know, in a much different way way I think you know they say I was just reading this on the Mayo Clinic actually they said that it, it, having friends is so important having a tribe around you is so important having really good friends that you can share your feelings with acquaintance is different so different to have an acquaintance because an acquaintance is somebody you just wave hey what's up you see him you can have coffee with them but you don't really share deep, dark secrets with. And we all right now, I think it's so interesting. People are angry today. People in general are a lot more angry than I ever remember in my life. And people say, oh, you should have seen what it was like in 1968. And during the Vietnam war, people were angry then too. Well, I was just a baby. So I didn't, I I, don't, I wasn't there to, well, I was there, but I had no idea what was going on around me. So this is the first time in my life that I've actually seen people that are angry at others. I'll tell you, JF and I were yesterday at a store and we were standing there. I was going to get a fountain for my house. I wanted to have water flowing in my house because I just love that noise. And I just, it brings me solace just where I am. I just love it. So we went and we got this fountain, but we're in the store and it's a very small store and they've got a lot of inventory. Like there's inventory everywhere in the store, like everything. It's just like, I love it. It's an amazing store. It's got great energy when you walk in and it's very eclectic and it's just all different things. But not to digress. So we're in there, and jf is standing in the space, and this woman walks in, and pretty much it's like in his comfort zone, like it's really close to him, and he's, she's like, mm. and he's like, you could have, like pushed him kind of out of the way. It was really really rude, and he was like, you could have said excuse me, and the lady turned around and was like, I could have, but I didn't want to. I was like, oh my god. Drama, scary. What is going on with people? It's so important to have people that you can call and tell them to that too, and they're going to be like, "Oh my god, I totally get it. I experienced something very similar." I have that happen a lot when I'm talking to some of my friends. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I heard that." But having a confidant, you know, when the woman was describing it yesterday Bible study, where the, it was the assignment was to go out and find a confidant, I felt really blessed in that. I've had a confidant for the past 15 years. It's been different people. Um, I have confidants that I've had in my life, my entire life. Some of them I t- presently talking to or not talking to. I still love them, but we maybe disagree on certain subjects because we don't see things the same way. I still love that person, but we, I don't confide in them anymore. I think that changes a lot. But if you change and you don't have a confidant right now, finding another one's important. You're not going to have 10 confidants. You're not going to have 20 confidants. You're going to maybe have one or two, maybe three, but you're not going to have more than that. You're only going to have a small number of confidants. People, You're going to have people that you like to go and play. Like I, there's some people I love to play golf with. There are some people that I love to go paint with. There's people that I've had in my life, my entire life that I, that know a lot of what happened to me in my previous life, like till I was in a grown up, that I haven't talked to really about my life in years, in years, they think they know what's going on because they see Facebook blips. You know, we put these photos on Facebook and everybody smiles in the photo and everybody looks really happy in the photo. Little did they know that everybody, two seconds before the photo was taken, was telling everybody to fuck off and I can't stand you and I can't stand you and I can't stand you. Um, <laughs> but they think because they see this photo that took a millisecond to take was a reflection of how our life is at that time. And I just tell you, it was my birthday last week. And um, my birthday last week, and I had phone calls from friends that i hadn't heard from There's especially one friend um, i i had a lot of facebook messages but i had this friend that i hadn't seen i hadn't, i haven't seen him in a while and he lives in south florida and i hadn't talked to him and i see his name come up on my birthday and i was like oh my god and i picked up the phone and it was and, and i'm like oh my god how are you i haven't spoken to you how is you know, his partner and everything. And I was just like his husband actually now. And I'm like, how are you guys? It was so amazing to just touch base with him. It brought such joy in my heart because today I don't know if you, I I have people that text me a lot. They text me and they're like, I just texted you. And I'm like, do you think that texting someone or sending them a Facebook inbox message is how you have a friendship. I I, I don't know. For me, it's like, I can't tell how someone's doing by a, a text message. I can't tell how a friend's doing. I just can't. It's words. It's like, hi, how are you? Or sending a something. You know, the person's thinking about the person but how is the person actually doing? You have no idea. At least I have no idea. I can't sit here and try and make out how someone's feeling via text message. I know there's like people get angry with each other from text messages. And I totally get why, because it can be taken out of context. If you're in some mood and you're reading, like if I just got home from somebody being angry, like they were yesterday, I'm going to be definitely more sensitive to what text messages are coming through than I would be if I just had a really cheery, cheery mellow time on a beach by myself and I came home, my got a text message. That's totally two different moods to be in, to be reading a text message and trying to infer what it means. Because you don't know. It's a word that's on in black and white or whatever color on your phone. And it's just words. It doesn't have any, I mean, you can send an emoji like I'm happy or thumbs down or stars, but to really have a sense of how someone's doing for me, I have to talk to that person. I can't just say, oh, um, this is how da-da-da is doing. Cause I didn't actually speak to them. I didn't know. I, I, I texted with them. I didn't speak to them. It's one of my big things I tell people. They're like, well, I texted you. And I'm like, just so you know, I was born in 1968, not 86, 68. And um, I don't get how someone feels by a text message or a Facebook message or a Twitter message or anything else. Like pick up the phone and call me and we can actually have a conversation and talk. I love that. FaceTime, amazing amazing Um, you can look at someone's face when they say how are you doing and they say I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine you're fine you're really fine because you don't look fine you look like you're not fine you look like something's up or you can hear it in someone's voice when they say how are you fine really fine it's not good I don't want anybody to be fine I want my friends to be happy I want my friends to be able to talk things through with me. I want friends to be, if they're bothered by something with me, they can tell me instead of like talking behind my back or gossiping about me, you know, people, um, it's very interesting. I have a lot of people in my life that, um, claim, no, they don't claim to be, they are private, private private. They are private. They do not share a lot with a lot of people. They do not have a lot of people that really know much about them. They are could be looked at as being jerks in society or maybe different words that aren't great, nice, that begin with a B and N with an H. People can think of them as that because they're not so gregarious and they're private. And I love that. I'm starting to learn now that I'm in the big old age of 53, you know, that I am, I'm not private, but I want to be more private. I want to be more selective. I don't want to spend my life like chasing a trillion friends when I just want some, uh, like a handful of really good friends. You know, when we have families, our families take a lot of your, our time. At least my family does. My husband wants me to spend time with him. My kids want me to talk to them on the phone. I talk to my kids every day on the phone. So that takes at least maybe an hour. Then I have the girls that I help and that takes time. And I, I talk to those girls. Sorry about that, by the way. I talk to those girls for, depending on 10 minutes, an hour. Sometimes if it's a bad day, longer than an hour, maybe numerous times a day. I try to be their confidant and help them get another day sober. Cause it's so hard to do this whole thing of life. And now I'm realizing it's not just alcoholics. I think everybody has this sense of like, I just wish I had somebody that I could confine in. And I don't think we necessarily want our confidants to fix us as much as we want somebody to listen to us without judgment, right? How do we have somebody in our lives that's going to listen If we ask for their opinion, they'll give it to us. And we can trust them that they're not gonna hurt us with their opinion. I mean, I've had people tell me many things. I had somebody say to me the other day, she goes, you know, I really like your podcast, but you know what? You talk too fast. Now I could take that as an insult. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you said I talk too much. I talk too fast. But this person tends to be, it's actually from the South. I've lived in the North. I'm loud. I can embrace it about myself. I talk really fast when I need to. But I actually took that to be, oh my gosh, maybe I should slow it down. Maybe I shouldn't walk, talk so fast. And I don't think she said it to me to be me. In fact, I know she didn't say it to be me. I think she just said it because she loved me and she wanted to point out by the way you're talking so fast and it's interesting because I listen to I'm not gonna tell you who it is because then I just don't want to go there but the one there's a person I listen to on podcast myself and he talks so fast I'm like oh my god he talks so fast he talks really fast too and um I'm like oh my gosh I talk just as fast I I don't know if I talk as fast as he does but he talks fast and I talk fast but I'm trying to slow it down and I'm trying to just bring it in a little um I have I had this huge sense of relief when I was sitting in that room in that that woman, the minister, whatever she was, the leader of the group said, I want people to find confidants out there. Cause I don't think we talk about how hard it is to find a confidant at times. It's not like you're going to go in the yellow pages and say, okay, I'm going to find a confidant. A lot of people pay therapists and psychiatrists and they think, oh, that's my confidant, but you're paying them. So you're like, how does that feel? Right? I'm paying this person to confide in them. I guess if you have no other means of making a confidant, paying for one, I guess is better than not having one. But I think it's imperative to find one, and you're like, well, how do I find somebody? It takes time. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of patience. You know, I. Tended. I don't want to say tended because maybe I still do. I I'm trying. It's one of my things I'm working on. You know, I jump into things. It's part of the alcoholic. I think. I think we jump into things. At least I do. I jump without looking. I jump and I get in above my head. And I want to be like I've tried to be good friends with people, and I jump in, and then I'm in the friendship for a certain amount of time, and I'm like. I had no idea this person was like that. I had no idea. Oh my gosh, how do I reverse out of this friendship? I need to reverse. And it's not that I don't love the person because I still love the person, I just can't be friends with them. And that's hard too. I don't want to not be friends with people because their political views are different. I want to be able to respect each other and say, okay, this is my view. That's your view. We don't agree we're going to agree to disagree on that one topic of our lives and we are going to take that topic politics and we're going to put it over here on a shelf and we're going to leave it there isn't that nice so now that's not part of our friendship now we can talk about other things we can talk about painting i keep playing with these paint brushes because they're right next to me um, we can talk about paint We can talk about the weather. We can talk about kids. We can talk about marriage. We can talk about alcoholism. If it's an alcoholic friend, sober or not sober, someone who's looking for help, you know, I think, but lending an ear and having somebody to listen to you and say, I heard you and not judge you is something that is an amazing gift. And you're, again, you're not going to find 10 of these people. You're going to find 10 million acquaintances. You can have a million friends on Facebook and not and none of, call none of those people your friends. Not your real confidant, no. Because the confidant is a friend too. I think from what I said from the dictionary, that confidant and that friend are one, all in one. So you have to be a friend to be a confidant. Does that make sense? So you're going to be a friend first and then you're the confidant so it's finding a friend first okay what do you have in common for me it's like i have you know the the whole thing the one thing about when you get sober and um it's interesting because when you've been sober for a little while not that it's better that i've been sober longer than it than other people it's the only thing that comes with being long-term sobriety is your ability to go, okay, this person I can go deep with and this person I can't. Now, when we're drinking, we say things that come right off the cusp, right? We'll say things that are inappropriate. We will say things that we regret. We will say things that we probably should have kept secret. I did that all the time. I was loose lips for many years, even sober. When I was first sober, I was the loose lips, loose lips sink ships because I was always looking for somebody to like me. So if I knew this about this person, like it's called a gossip. I was like that. I was a gossip. I didn't like it. Now I don't know anybody. It's kind of, I mean, that's not true. I know a lot of people, but I don't want to know that much about a lot of people anymore. I want to be able to say hi and walk away. I don't want to know too much unless there's like like a couple people and not a lot of people. I just want to do a little bit of people. I want to have a little bit, I'm, you know, my busy living sober is about like helping people and it's on a fast, you know, just giving you guys my opinions. Because if you're out there and you are battling this disease, I want you to know that you're not alone. And these are some of the tools that I've learned on this step of recovery. It's like learning who to find as a confidant and who not. Um, A confidant probably has something in common with you besides the not drinking, like um, maybe has been married, if you're married, um, has children, if you've had children, is, um, it's hard to have a confidant that you don't really relate to. Okay. It's hard to help someone that isn't an alcoholic that's searching to get alcoholic help. Right. And the most important, like I can't help somebody like I can help alcoholics most importantly, because I understand them. I've lived a life as a sober alcoholic and as a drinking alcoholic. So I can relate those stories. I can also relate stories of being a wife. I've been a wife twice. Um, I can tell you what it's like to be divorced. I can tell you like what it's like to be a mom. Um, I can tell you what it's like to be, to go through many different human things that a lot of people that you might not want to ask, like you have to be careful of who you're going to ask to be your confidant. Because if you ask somebody and you're here and they're here or over here and they don't even have any idea what your life is like, and you're asking them for help and they can't help you. I've done this before, by the way. I've asked people that are like totally that never been married, no kids, uh, had a certain job. It was just, it was not the right thing. It was not the right thing. It didn't work out for very long. It was actually, anyway, I say it's over. That's all that matters. Um, I today, I feel good when I have people in my life that I can relate to. It feels so good. I don't want to feel alone. I don't want to feel like it's crazy. My thoughts, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day. Oh, it was again, it was yesterday at that Bible class. This woman was talking and she's like, if I told you that it was dark, something was dark that was going on in our lives. Most people will look at you and you'll be like, what do you mean? It's dark. What's dark? that's deep. Somebody who gets what it's like to live in darkness. If you've battled alcoholism, you know how dark it feels when you're like, oh my God, all I've been doing is drinking. And I wake up and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, I did it again. That is dark time. I remember those times in my life, like, holy shit. It was so dark. I don't want to be dark anymore, but the way I got out of the dark was that somebody that was in the light helped me get out from the dark and it was hard. It wasn't that hard, but it's hard. And I don't mean hard, like, oh my God, I'm going to go run a mile. I mean, it's emotionally hard. Life is like to be shared. We don't want to do this by ourselves. You know, it's dangerous to do life by ourselves and not have somebody to say, is this a real thought that I'm having? Is this a real thing to be concerned about? Should I be obsessing about this? If you can tell somebody else who you know loves you unconditionally, is this nine out of 10 times they're gonna be like, I totally get why you've been upset by this thing. I totally get why you've lost sleep because of this thing. But I'm gonna tell you, this is how I view it and how it can be better and work better in your life. If we give it light, that gives it light, right? If we keep things in our heads all the time, just swirling up here, we just swirl. Like when you look in in a sink and you've got water in there and it's about to drain. And it just, swir- if you just sit here and you swirl with the same thoughts every day and you don't let them out of your mouth from up here, go down, come out of your mouth um, and give it to someone else. You can't be free. You can't be free. The thoughts are still spin. You have to bring them out of in here, which is dark and put it out here where it's light. There's light everywhere. The sun's out or it's not out wherever you are, but there's light everywhere and giving it to someone else to say, okay, I'm taking this crazy thought, I'm putting it out there, what do you think? Another person can help us. There's that old saying that four eyes are better than two. And it's so true. And I think that if we find somebody in our lives to be our confidant and our friend that truly loves us unconditionally, we live longer because it gives us hope. We trust. We feel love, love. How many songs are about love? How many people can describe that feeling like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I just love this person. I just love the fact that I can be me and somebody doesn't care. They like me. They like me with my bumps, my lumps, my political beliefs, even if you don't believe in them but they respect me enough that they love me enough that they don't care that their political beliefs are different. It's just freeing. I think it's freeing because so long we live in this life that we don't want to share anything because we don't trust anybody because somebody's hurt us. And that's where it comes from we get hurt by somebody and then we don't want to find another confidant and we don't want to find another friend. And we don't think anybody's good because at least if you're like me and you think alcoholically, it's black or white, it's all or nothing. But I think that if you give yourself a chance to find somebody, that person is out there. I swear you can find them in church. You can find them in synagogue. You can find them in the mosque. You can find them in a 12-step meeting, you can find them on your tennis court, you can find them on your golf course, you can find maybe even somebody at the grocery store, somebody who likes to play mahjong, somebody who likes to paint, somebody who likes to go to Bible study, someone who likes to shop like you do, someone that drives the same car that you drive and you have the same likes of that car. Somebody can play, say, I love to go to the beach too. Do you sit on the beach every day? I sit on the beach. And that's where the friendship begins. And after time, don't jump right into it. You can find out if the person truly is a confidant or not. And if they truly are someone that you want to bring into your inner sanctum. But then it's important that you find somebody. Because you don't want to do this life by yourself. It's too scary. And it's too dark by yourself. I'm giving you hope can always reach out to me and talk to me. You can email me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com. Or you can email me at elizabeth at elizabethchance.com. It goes to the same spot, but just know that you are not alone and you too can find a friend. It might take a little bit of time, but don't give up. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. And if you feel like giving up or you feel like yelling, or you feel frustrated, please reach out to me. I promise I'll respond. I always do. That's all I have for today. Wednesday, October 13th, 2021. Find a confidant. Don't do this life by yourself. I'm sending big hugs, big kisses, lots of love. Because I know that this life is sometimes really hard, but it's much easier to do it with somebody else. Don't do life by yourself lots of love. See you next week. Thanks for episode 267. Thanks for following. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you hear, like me on all social media aspects, because I don't really go on there that much, just to be honest, because it's a dark place for me to go. So I don't go there. Don't really go to Facebook that often or to Twitter or to Instagram or any of them, but I post this up there and that's about it. All right. Until next time, keep getting busy living. Bye-bye everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.